Come on, good morning, everybody. Hey, you know, we started last week. We're going to continue this week. We're going to uh, just encourage all of our online viewers with a great, great hand clap and a shake. So come on, Spectrum Church. We're glad you're here. But welcome, everybody listening to our podcast and YouTube. We're glad that you guys are here with us this morning as well. Uh, come on, come on. How many of y'all know the coronavirus has kind of taken over? Uh, just in people's mindset. But how many know the scripture says God has not given us a spirit of Come on, y'all know that scripture? God has not given us a spirit of fear, but power and of love and a, come on, sound mind. That's 2 Timothy 1, 7. We encourage you uh, just to think about that uh, while we're even speaking today. It's not really the scripture we'll talk about, uh, but it is going to be ingrained in everything we'll say today. We're on a series of lessons called Worship. It's more than words. Again, if you've not been here with us uh, before, uh, maybe you've been in a different church setting and, and uh, like I was growing up and it seemed like worship was something that was a Sunday thing. Worship was something that happened when, you know, the people up here were singing and that was what you thought of was worship or the choir sang or certain people and that was worship. My, my grandmother used to kind of tell us when we would go see her in Connecticut, I'm, let's go to worship service. And so she would call church and the experience worship and there's really nothing wrong with that that's a part of it but but i think it goes a whole lot deeper and so in this series we're kind of digging in a little bit deeper about what worship is all about last week we talked about that we worship god with our bodies maybe that's a new thought for you but we really looked at a scripture from the book of romans chapter 12 that says that me and you are supposed to do something with our bodies. We're supposed to present our bodies to God as a living sacrifice, it says. So, so, we're, so that, that is worship. The translation that we looked at was a new, new international version. And it says that we, when we do that, it, it is worship to God. So, so what we do with our entire life, the scripture is really trying to point us in that direction, is, is that we use our entire life, everything about our life, in worship to God. And so I, I want, I, what I'm trying to do is move the needle a little bit for all of us that we don't think that church or don't think that of our relationship with God or, or worship is a, a Sunday thing like for you that are here today from this service, you know, from 9.30 till 10.50 or the next service, 11.15 to, you know, 12.35, that, that worship is something I do over there at 4378 Lindale Lane, Chula Vista, 91910. Come on, Spectrum Church. But worship is something that, that I do all the time. Worship is just something I do in my entire life. And so we actually looked at this other scripture that says that we, we use our everyday life, our eating, our sleeping, our, uh, what we do with hanging out with friends, raising kids, working as worship to God. That's how I want you to think. Every single thing I do needs to be done in worship to God. We worship God with our bodies. Today, let's look at the second kind of installment in our series. Second lesson is this big thought. Here it is on the screen. We worship to God and we worship God will affect what we do with our soul. Worship to God will affect what we do with our soul. So we'll break down the word soul in just a couple of seconds and give you a really a working definition of it. What we know from the scripture is that we are a spirit, we have a spirit, we have a soul, and we live in a body. We, again, by way of reminder, I'm seeing your body, you're seeing my body, you're listening to my soul, you're listening to my speaking, it's coming from my soul, who I am, who you are, how we think. So, so, so again, we'll talk about that in a couple, a couple of minutes, but let's just look at a, a, a scripture that was a tag-along scripture from last week. It's Romans chapter 12, verse 2, look what it says. Do not conform to the pattern of this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, 
that you may be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Now, it tells us, don't, don't be conformed to the pattern of the world. This is something that isn't just something you do once. This is something we're going to find you do every single day of your life. This is a decision that you make every single moment of your life, not to follow the, the pattern, the custom, the way the world operates and thinks and what, what, what people think, like even right now concerning the fear and the crazy stuff that's going on in the world. Come on. Uh, you go to stores, and now you can't find toilet paper. How many know the world's coming to an end? Come on, everybody. Uh, so, so don't, 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 don't conform to the pattern of the world, but he says you, you got to do something. you got to be transformed, and he says here, by the renewing of your mind. And we'll talk about that, that, that your soul, your, your mind and your soul, are, your soul com comprises part of your mind, and it's a little deeper than that, but your mind. So I, wanna th I want you to think about that today, that, that when I do something in my soul, when I not only present my body to God in worship, but now, worship to God has to include something with, that I do with this other part of my being, which is my soul, which is my mind. Let's read another translation here in the New Living Translation. It says this, don't copy the behavior and the customs of the world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you'll learn to know God's will for you, what is good, pleasing, and perfect. Then you'll know. Don't, don't, don't copy the behavior. Don't copy the customs of the world. The same, same scripture, just a different translation. So, again, worship to God isn't just a Sunday thing, isn't just a spiritual thing, meaning isn't just something where I'm reading my Bible, where I'm singing a song, or where I'm doing a good deed to somebody in the name of the Lord. Worship is something that affects my body, affects your body. I present it to God daily. I'm not going to go chasing things I shouldn't chase and desiring things I shouldn't desire and hooking up and hanging out and doing things with my body. We found out last week it's a temple, so i got to take care of his temple. But also, it includes me and you doing something with our soul, with how we think. How we think, how we think about what's going on right now in your life and my life. I want you again to lean your needle, move your needle of your life towards, I've got to think properly. I've got to think accurately. I've got to think in line with the word of God. And when I do, God looks at that, that I am worshiping him with my soul. The word soul, by definition, when we do this, just again on the screen, we worship God with our soul. Look at this, kind of a couple of different definitions here. This is your mind, this is your will, this is your emotions, your intellect, it's your reasoning, it's your thinking. So, so again, by, by, by definition, the word soul is pretty broad. My, my mind, my will, my emotions. So, so my emotions are brought in line with the word of God because I want to worship God with my soul. So, so I'm not going to freak out, not going to go crazy, not, not going to be angry all day. I'm going to bring my soul in line with the word of God. When I get that negative report, I'm not going to start throwing stuff and punching holes and cursing and, and, and road rate, whatever. I, I'm, I'm going to bring my soul in line with the word of God because I'm going to worship God with my mind and with my soul and my intellect. I'm going to use my thinking. I'm going to use my reasoning. I'm going to, I'm going to use my mind to worship God. Can somebody say amen? amen? 
Now, what we know from the scripture that we've just read is just simply this. Based on the scripture, which I believe you believe, is this. If your mind isn't continually renewed, you'll never yield to think in line with it. So, so if your mind isn't continually renewed, you're, you're never going to yield to think in line with God's word. And, 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 and so things that you, you deal with, things that you look at, will just continue to look impossible. It's like, that's impossible. That could never change. I, I couldn't see God working in my situation, in my marriage, with my job, with my body, with my future. And the only way to change from that to what we just read is I've got to renew my mind. I've got to use my mind in worship to God. So in my prior time and in my devotion time and in my church worship time, when thoughts come or ideas come or suggestions come or feelings come or emotions come that do not line up with the word of God, I've got to worship God and say, Lord, that does not line up with your word. And so I'm going to surrender that thought and I'm going to believe you to do something in me. My mind is going to grasp the reality and the strength and the power as we just sang, as Michelle urged us a moment ago. He is the Lord God Almighty. Come on, everybody. He can do anything. So my mind has to grab that, has to believe that. So I'm going to surrender my old thoughts to new thoughts. I'm going to bring my soul in line with the word, with the word of God. So I really believe it's that a mind that's in worship just won't live a freaked out life like, like we're seeing right now. I mean, just people freaking out. Over all the stuff that's going on, when, when you've seen stuff all over social media and all that, that stuff like we're experiencing now, uh, flu and virus and all kind of stuff, for the last 40 years, it, it, it's, it's always come, it's always happened. But now, again, with social media at a, at a heightened uh, awareness for all of us, it's stuff and news just spreads so rapidly. And so uh, we, we, we must be people that just bring our soul in line or else we'll say, Kids, you're not going to school. Uh, we can't do anything. We can't go anywhere. Come on, we're going we're gonna to quarantine the dog. Come on, somebody. Uh, we, we, we just have to get our soul in line with the word of God. If you're going to live a transformed life, you have to have a transformed mind. I want my life to change. I, 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 I really I want to be that person that believes and hopes and expects. and I want to be that person that's at peace and calm and rest and assurance. I want to be that person that's not angry and bitter and negative and, and frustrated constantly over just little things. The only way to do that for me and you is that I've got to have a transformed or a renewed mind. And so for me, it's always, for me now, you know, that I've been serving God for 40 years or so, it's always like, how, how, when I hear something, how, how quickly does it grab me? Does it grab me? Does the negative news grab me and move me to, to think? All of a sudden, as it happens to all of us, you start playing that DVD in your mind about what's bad going to happen. Come on, anybody ever that happen? You know, you know, something negative, something based on maybe something that has happened or something that's never happened to you before. And so all that's saying is that, Gary, would you please just surrender your soul again? Would you renew your mind again and use your soul in worship to me and let me fill you with my peace? Come on. Let me fill you with my confident expectation for your life. Let me give you hope. Come on. Let me let you know again that I love you, that nothing's going to happen to you that can take you out of my hand. Come on. And so how quickly does that happen in all of our lives? is to the degree that we are understanding how transformed our mind really is. 
really is. At, at that first thought, at that first picture, is that first feeling, do we aggressively stand against that and the Word of God come alive in us? Or, or does, it take us, does it take us an hour? Does it take us a day? Does it take us a week? And we're in a funk for a week. We need to present our souls and worship to God, saying, I'm gonna, what, what you say in the word is true for me, Lord. It's true for my situation. And so in the middle of the pain, in the middle of the difficulty, in the middle of me not seeing what I want to see right now, even what your word promises me right now, I'm going to renew my mind and soul, and I'm going to worship you because you are good and you are working and you're on the move. Can somebody say amen in the church? Now, the scripture we read from Romans 12, too, says that if you're going to enjoy the good, the pleasing, and acceptable word of God, by way of reminder, you're going to have to do something with your soul. I'm going to have to do something with my mind, with my, with my emotions, with my intellect, with my thinking and my reasoning, my processing, and how then I bring the word of God to bear to override anything I'm feeling or any of my past history if I'm going to see the good, the pleasing, and the acceptable will of God. And that's what God wants for you, and that's what God wants for me. But I'm going to have to surrender my emotions, my mind, my natural mind, to God's mind found in the Scripture, found, found in the Word of God. Uh, Joshua was a guy that uh, he actually took the reins, if you will, from Moses. And it's interesting in Joshua chapter 1, verse 8, that there's a word that came from God is recorded here that God actually talking to Joshua. And I think God will be talking to us the very same way. Check it out. Look what it says. God tells Joshua, this book of the law, again, the Old Testament, all those first, the, the Septuagint, the, the first five books of the Bible, uh, we would say the word of God, translated from this scripture to the New Testament. We, we, we would say the, the word of God shall not depart from your mouth. God, God's telling Joshua this. This. But you shall meditate in it day and night. And by the way, Joshua wasn't a preacher. Joshua was a warrior. Joshua wasn't a prophet. He wasn't a full-time prophet and preacher. He was a warrior. He was leading the nation of Israel into this land of promise and taking territory and cities. So, so lest you think, well, if I was a preacher and I didn't have anything to do, I think I could do this. No, no. He's talking to you and he's talking to me. So he says, this book of the law, this word of God shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that's written in it. For then you'll make your way prosperous, and then you'll have good success. Anybody in the room beside me want to have some good success? Yeah. So he tells us here there's very, some very great keys here for all of us that we have to continually do. Uh, meditation doesn't mean you sit in a yoga position, you know, lotus, and you're humming and drinking, uh, come on, herbal tea. Come on, everybody. Uh, meditation just simply means it's, it's a process of you thinking and changing the way you think and how, how you break down the Word of God and how you then change your thoughts from one way to another way. Because ever what you think on for a long time, how many know it can dominate you? And you'll call, you start acting out what you're thinking. <laughs> and, and so, again, what we know based on the Scripture is that a prosperous way, a prosperous way, just simply begins with a prosperous soul. So, so my soul, mind, will, emotions, intellect, reasoning, emo uh, come on, my thinking, my thinking capacity. If, if that's going to prosper, th then my, my, if, if, I, if I won't do something with that, let's say, if I won't do something with my thinking, my way will not prosper. 
It will not be good for me. And we'll talk about this word prosperity in just a minute because it's all over the Bible. But, but, but it's telling me and it's telling you we've got to do something with our mouth. This book of the law, this word of God, don't let it depart from your mouth. That's the very first thing God told Joshua. And I would say for me and you, it's the very first thing that we let slip in our life. I would say if we took a, took a poll for all of us, how much are we really kind of like saying what God says? Speaking out loud the word of God. Not just like singing. Not just, you know, again, by way of reminder, when you come to church, don't let all the people up here do all your singing. This isn't a concert. Come on, you sing out of your face. Come on. <laughs> you sing your face off. That's why we play the music real loud, so you can't hear me and I can't hear you. <laughs> <laughs> so so the, the, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, he says. So he tells us the power source, really. <laughs> the power source of change will begin when you do something with your mouth. When you get your mouth in line with God's word, your life starts changing. We, we know from the scripture, it says in Romans 10, the only way to be saved isn't to come to church isn't to have a Bible. The only way to be saved is to do something good for somebody. The only way to be saved is you've got to believe something in your heart and you've got to say it with your mouth. That I believe that God raised Jesus from the dead. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. I repent. I change my mind. I'm changing my direction. The Bible says you're going to be saved. It's something you believe and something you speak. Again, a soul renewed, a soul used in worship to God will bring salvation and deliverance in every single area of your life. Now, now, what we know from the scripture, all over the scripture, is this fact is that your confession in God's word, your confession in God's word is going to release the power of God's word. Your confession in it. So, so, so meditate the word. He says meditate the word. Don't let the word leave your mouth, but, but meditate in it day and night. He's not talking about having the word of God open all the time, not having Christian TV on, not having Christian music come on in your, in your earbuds. That'd be cool, but that's not real for you and it's not real for me. But he says let you continually in your, in your being have a direction towards God that you'd be thinking about God. When you hear something negative, you Here's something that doesn't line up with the will of God for your life that you then begin meditating in the scripture, getting a different image, getting a different picture about what God's word and will is. That is worship to God. That's worship to him. Now, listen, you can control your mouth with your mind. You control your mouth with your mind. Again, we'll talk about this a little bit more next week. Is that if, if, I'm, going to, if I'm going to enjoy, uh, man, this, the, the, this prosperous soul, if it's going to be well with me, if, if, if what, what uh, uh, God tells Joshua, that, that you're going you're to prosper, and you're going to make your way good success. If I'm going to have that, I'm going to not only have to have my mind thinking, but my mouth is going to have to be moving. And I can train my life. And the Bible's real clear. James says you can steer your life with a very small rudder, and that rudder is your tongue. Your life is moving right now in the direction you're speaking. If you're not happy, somebody said this, if you're not happy with what you're having in life, check up on what you've been saying. 
But what I've been saying and what you've been saying is because my mind is thinking that. Jesus said this way. He said, out of the abundance of the heart, your mouth is going to speak. So whatever's up in here, fear, worry, corona, going to die early, not making it to my 50s, cancer, sickness, disease, heart attack, can't get no job, nobody likes me, I'm, I'm, I, can't, I can't get ahead, I'm just, I'm just always going to be in this situation. What I'm saying is coming out of me because that's... That's who I really am. And the Bible says I can change it and you can change it. And, you, and the whole trajectory of your life can change if you will meditate and think about and ponder and consider and speak God's word. This Jesus, this God is telling us is worship to me because he wants you and I to have a good and a successful life. Amen. And to do all the will of God. But we've got to cooperate with it. It just doesn't rain on us. When we go outside today, listen, everybody gets wet if it's raining. It comes to everybody. But listen, the word of God is just not so. It is for everybody, but it's for whosoever wills it to be so. So you, your will, your soul, your mind, your will, your emotions, you and I have to constantly get a hold of this to say, I will not think that. I will not believe that. I will not do that. I will believe this. I will do this. I will think this. Come on, everybody. Yeah. Man, oh, man, oh, man. Uh, look at this real quick. Another scripture, basically the same thing. The psalmist David says this in Psalm 1, verse 1 through 3. Check it out. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. One, one, one more time. Just look at that. I, I always say this. I've been saying it for 40 years. No sense stopping now. <laughs> I love this scripture because check it out. How, how many of y'all want to be the blessed man or woman? Come on. Anybody in the room beside me? Yeah. So, so it tells me something I got to do. I, I got to be careful where I walk. I got to be careful where I stand, and I got to be careful where I sit. The seat of the scornful, or sitting among certain people. So, so really, really interesting, where I walk will be eventually where I stand, and where I stand will be eventually where I sit. And so you got to be careful of your path. You got to be careful of your friends. You got to be careful of what you believe. If you believe what you believe long enough, that is how you are walking. That is the channel of the thought of your mind and my mind. And if I keep believing that, I'm going to wind up standing there, staying there. And it's going to be hard to get out of a rut. And then I'm going to be sitting there forever. And it'll be five years. It'll be ten years. And the rut never gets smaller. The rut always gets bigger and deeper. Until finally you live a fearful, negative, critical, damning, judgmental, hurtful life. And and all the while, the scripture is saying, would you worship me with your soul? And I, I've got a better plan for you. I don't want it to be well with you. If you will just give yourself, Gary, to meditating the word of God just a little bit more. Get, come on, give me, give me 15 minutes in the morning and think about that scripture. And present not only your body to me, but pre present your soul to me. And let, let me change the way you think about, uh, about people of other races because the way you were raised. Or, or how to handle money because everybody around you poor and you've been told, and, told that. When you come to church, grab your wallet because they want to steal your money up in there. And so, so <laughs> whatever, you've heard it all, I've heard it all. What, what are those things? Where do they come from? A soul and a mind that, that has believed something that's just not true. 
And it's caused a person to sit, and it's caused a person to, to, to stand, and it caused a person to be stayed and stuck, and all of a sudden life passes them by, and they never really prosper and get a chance to enjoy life. When God has that for you and I. So he says, verse 2, but his delight, come on, is in the law of the Lord, the word of the Lord. In the law, in the word of God, you meditate day and night. If you do that, again, this is what he told us in Joshua 1.8. If you do that, again, just think about it all the time. I mean, come on, listen, while you're watching TV, you might be watching TV, but you're thinking about something else. While you're driving on the highway tomorrow to work, guess what? You're driving on the highway, but you know what? Your mind's thinking about something else. While you're doing the dishes and you're cooking, you could be doing the dishes and cooking, but your mind is thinking about something else. We meditate all the time. So it's not anything different than what we do, but this, God says, I want you to use this in thinking and worship to me. Bring it under my dominion and control because I have only good for you. He says, if you do that, he says, you'll be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. You bring forth fruit in your season and your leaf won't wither and whatever you do will prosper. Come on, I love that last part. Whatever I do is going to prosper. It's just going to make sense. So again, meditating just simply means I'm going to take the Word of God. I'm going to roll it over and over and over. I'm going to take it in my situation. I'm going to say it. I'm going to think it. I'm going to envision it. I'm going to get me involved in all of it. I'm going to, I'm going to I, when a renegade thought comes, I'm going to, no, that's not what the Word of God says. Here's what God says. It's going to put a different image and a different picture in my mind. Again, God says this is worship. So what we know from these scriptures already, gang, is this. How you think will determine what you produce how you think, producing a prosperous life, producing a, a, mar a marriage that's successful even in the midst of some chaos of some people around you. A, a, a peace in the midst of a storm is determined by what, what we do, by, by how we think, determines the outcome of our life. So, so what we know is that if you don't think right, you can't live right, you can't act right, you can't be right. So what we try to do in our in our society, and in just the way of, of the world, is we try to fix behavior. And this is what we generally try to do, right? I, I want to fix behavior. I, I, want, I want to change the behavior. But listen, you can never change behavior unless you change your mind. I need to change my mind about whatever it is. I need to get new thoughts. I need to, I need, I need to, I need to think differently in this area. Of my, my, I need to surrender this area of my life to you, Lord, in worship. Because I'm struggling up in here. I'm struggling with my sexuality or whatever it is. And so I got to come to the Word and I got to meditate what you say about me and my sexuality. And, and, and I got to surrender that so that it, it, uh, going on through life, that whenever I'm confronted with something, that, that, that an emotion or a feeling or a desire that doesn't line up with your word of God, my mind that has been made up to change that behavior kicks in, and I, I begin worshiping you, and I begin producing not that old behavior, but a new man. Come on, a new thought, a new direction. And, and it's not just don't do that. It's I've got a new mind. I've got a new, I'm a new man in Christ. Old things have passed away. Come on, church. All things have become new, the scripture says. So who you are right now is because of how you think. Who you are right now is because how you think. And I don't really like that because there's some stuff in my life that I, I went, wow, you know, I don't like that. But, but I, I got to come back to the word of God to say this is reality. 
that is who I am, that is what I'm thinking, that is what I'm saying, and it doesn't line up with the word of God. So now I've got to surrender that in worship to you to say, Lord, change me. Anybody beside me needs some change? Anybody beside me still growing? Yeah. Come on, check out 3 John 2. Again, this is all over the Bible, guys. This isn't just isolated scripture. John writes, this is one of the close disciples of Jesus. He says, beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. Just as your soul prospers, your mind, your will, your emotions, your intellect, your reasoning, your thinking. Uh, again, by way of reminder, I, I want it well. I want it well with me. I want it well with my marriage. I want it well with my kids and my grandkids. I want it well in my relationship with people. I want it well how I lead. How I want my life to be well. I know you do too. So it says if you want that, which everybody does, you've got to do something. I've got to do something with my soul. The book of Proverbs says as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. How you think on the inside of you, how you think in your soul, your mind and your spirit connected, that, that's how you is. How, how you think is how you is. <laughs> I know that's not good English, but we understand it. How you think is how you is. And so I, I want to I change. I, I don't like that about, I don't like this area about me. So again, I, I don't like the behavior. So it's just like, well, stop it. Just stop it. Just stop that. No, 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 that won't change it. That'll give you temporary, but, but, but you can pump the brakes a little bit there. But the only way to change the behavior is I've got to get a new mind. I've got to get new thought from you, Lord, what you say. Well, how come I can't have meaningful relationships? Because you've been hurt. And so you position your life, no, you're not going to get that close to me. No, because I've been hurt before. And so I don't let anybody in my life and then people die alone, die afraid, die with nobody at the funeral. Listen, that sucks. That shouldn't happen. But that tells you a behavior that was never addressed because a soul had an ingrained thought. So I got to change that. I got to say, no, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a fun person. People like me. I'm a little quirky, but I'm me. Come on, I'm going to find my own people. And I'm going I'm to reach out. And I'm going I'm 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 to just come up to somebody and say, let's go have some coffee. And I'm, I'm going to get in a small group. And I'm going I'm to take off my mask. And I, I don't care what happened back then. I'm going I'm to just risk a new relationship. Three claps. That's okay, everybody. That's all right. Hmm. <laughs> Prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. Prosper and be in health. Again, just it's all my life, all your life to, to, to make sense and to work and to succeed. And I love the word prosperity. It just simply means this. It doesn't mean everyone's going to have a million five in the bank. Prosperity means this. Prosper means to, to help on the road. That's what it actually means, to help on the road, to succeed in reaching. Uh, to, to lead by a, a direct and an easy way. So God says, listen, I, want your, I don't want your, the, the way, the scripture says the way of the sinner and transgressor is hard, not the way of the believer. Yeah, you're going to have some valleys. Yeah, you're going to have some difficulties. Yeah, you're going to have some afflictions. Yeah, you're going to have some stuff you go, doesn't make sense. It's called the life experience. But 
God says, I want your life to prosper. I, 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 want, I want to lead you on a direct, I want to lead you on an easy way. An easy way doesn't mean there won't be mountains. Doesn't mean there won't be valleys. That, that's not what he says, because we know that from the scripture that that's part of this life experience. But, but, but I, I want you to prosper. I want, on the road you're on, I want you to succeed in every area of your life. And it is going to happen to the degree you and I worship God with our soul, our minds, our wills, our emotions, our intellect, our thinking, our reasoning. And so how quickly do you say, no, it can't happen for me. No, no, I, I never do that. No, I can't believe that. Oh, I, I, see, I see Jesus healing people. I, I see miracles happen for people. Oh, never could happen for me. You need to renew your mind and surrender that in worship to God, saying, maybe taking steps, Father, I don't know how, but I'm going to believe. And I'm going to worship you. Help me think in line with you. And, and, and we see scriptures all the time in the Old Testament. We see crazy stuff that people did, even in the Old Testament and the New Testament. And you go, how did they do it? How do you get a guy like Gideon, who has 32,000 guys to fight against this army? And God says, the, the army is too many. And Gideon says, how many of y'all afraid? Just go home. And 22,000 of them left. <laughs> <laughs> Their minds weren't in it, right? They just left. And then God says, the, 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 the army's just way still too big. And so he says, okay, well, here's what we're going to do. We're going we're gonna to see how they drink water. And so the guys who go down and, and lap water like a dog, put their face down, they're going to get their heads cut off. Don't, don't, you know, but the guys who go down on one knee and bring the water up, you know, see who those guys are. Out of, out of 10 or 12,000, out of 10,000, only 300 of them drank water with out of their hand. The other 97 drank like an animal. And God said, hey, they're, they're going to die. So, so, so let them go home. And Gideon says, hey, you know, God, how, how, how am I going to fight this enemy with 300 guys when the Bible says this? Here's what the scripture says. The enemy was laid out as numerous as sand and camels in, you can't number them. And we got 300 guys. <laughs> how many would you say, I think I got corona today. Come on, everybody. <laughs> no, no, you wouldn't. You'd come help me, wouldn't you? How do you do that? Here's what I know. The guy's mind, somehow Gideon and the team, their mind had to be renewed in worship to God, that God is for me. He's for me. How do you get a woman who comes to Jesus one time and she breaks open an alabaster jar of ointment that the scripture says was one year salary? How much do you make in a year? And you saved it for the down payment on a house. What's a condo here? 400,000 now? You get your little two bedroom, two bath, 1,100 square foot condo for 400,000? You need 80% down, excuse me, 20% down, which is $80,000, and you saved up your 80K, and yet now you're gonna break that open and give it to Jesus. That's what a girl did. She broke it open and just anointed his feet and anointed his head. And the scripture says she did it in preparation for him going to the cross. She didn't know it. He knew it, but she didn't know it. How does such sacrificial giving happen? Somebody's soul moved toward God to say, everything I have, I want to be used and worship to you. Come on, somebody. Don't make me preach like T.D. Jakes. Come on. How do 
do you get these guys? Again, I'm just trying to paint a picture when you read the scripture. How do you get Matthew, who's a tax collector, stealing some money on the side? And Jesus says, come follow me. And he leaves it all. How do you get two guys named James and John, and they're brothers, and they got a fishing business, and Jesus sees them on the seashore, mending their net, and just says, come follow me. And they leave it all. Leave daddy in the business. Leave the family business, and you are set up for the rest of your life. And leave it and say, I'm following Jesus now. How do you do that? Somehow their soul, listen, had to be renewed to say, what this man is saying is true. And I'm going to follow him. And I'm going to serve him. And I don't care what it looks like. I'm going to give my life to Jesus. <laughs> Even when it didn't make sense. There were a lot of times it just didn't make sense. And so let me encourage you. This isn't something that is new. This isn't something that one and done. This is something we continually, continually have to do. The scripture says this in Philippians 4 8. Look at this. Dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what's true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Paul tells this church, you need to be doing something with how you're thinking. And how you're thinking needs to be thought of these things. Fix your thoughts, true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about these things. These things are excellent. These things are worthy of praise. These things are going to build your life. The, the scripture tells us what to think on and what maybe not to think on. And so again, we, we, we want to we deal with, with, with the behavior. And God's trying to go way deeper than that for us because what we do on the outside is just simply because we've minded some stuff on the inside. We've had a different, we've had a wrong thought. We've had a wrong belief. We've, we've gone in the wrong direction and allowed our souls to paint a picture that's just not true of what God's will is and his word is for your life. So I want to challenge you. As I challenged you last week, to do something with your body. And all week long, be thinking about my body, we said last week. I want to offer my body a living sacrifice, that my body to be used in holiness and worship to God. And now this week, what I want you to do, and I want you to think about this week, is that every time a thought comes, every time an emotion comes, every time a feeling comes that doesn't line up with the Word of God, that we bring that under the power of the Word of God. The Scripture's real clear. Inside you and me, the Spirit of God dwells on the inside of here. And so you know that nudge. You know that touch. You know that that, that doesn't line up with my Word. That's why it's so important that every day we spend time just reading the Word of God. As the Scripture says, we read it from Romans 12, that we renew our mind with the Word of God. And we're able to prove what's the good, acceptable, and the pleasing will of God that I begin renewing my mind. I'm not, I'm not conformed to the world, the behavior, the customs that one translation said, the way the world thinks and operates and, and moves ahead. And, and I'm, I'm in the workplace, and so I, I got to talk about you because, uh, behind your back because I want your job that we're both going for. So I'm going to talk about you. And, well, you know, she's a good person. He's a good person. But, you know, it doesn't always show up on time. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to cut somebody down to make me look better. I'm going to believe God that God's going to go for me and God's going to, God's going to present my way before the bosses and the higher-ups. And, and if this job is for me, you're going to make a way, but I'm going to worship you in the good time. I'm going to worship you in the challenging time. 
I'm going to renew my mind. And, and so, so if you're going through a challenge right now, it's just difficult. I'm encouraging you, as we do regularly around here, to find promises from the Word of God that promise what you desire. Promises. And then begin doing what Joshua, God told Joshua, meditate the Word day and night. Think about it. Put reminders in your phone. Put scriptures in your phone. Whatever. They pop up at 12 o'clock. They pop up at 5 o'clock. They pop up before you go to bed. And you just think about it. Think about it. Think about it. Lord, this is what your word says. So I'm going to bring my mind, my soul, in surrender and worship to you. I'm not going to be the guy that just goes through life and the same and, and angry and bitter and negative and judgmental and critical and lashing out with my tongue. All that's saying is that that's what's on the inside of me. So I'm going to think about different things. I'm going to meditate. I'm going to get a different image and a different picture. The scripture says this, just in closing, in the book of, in the Amplified Bible, in the book of Colossians. It says this, set your minds and keep them set on what's above, the higher things, not on things that are on the earth. Set your minds and keep them set. <laughs> what happens is all day long, our minds try to get unset. So let me encourage you this week. Mind your mind. Mind your mind. Does this line up with God's word? What's that thought? Where'd that come from? Is this producing fear in me? Or is this producing faith in me? Is this producing expectation in me? Or is this producing critical things and a different thought in me? If it is, then I'm going to I'm going to disarm that thought, and I'm going to, I'm going to arm the Word of God in my life. Uh, everybody in the room, probably most of our cars now, anything unless you've got a, an older kind of cool car, all of our new cars have, have a cruise control. What's interesting, I always think about it, you go here on the highway and you go up to L.A., I love getting out of Oceanside, you know, and that, that cool stretch through there, you can put it on at about 80, right? And you can just have some fun. Or 90. No, yeah, you don't do that. <laughs> or going to Vegas and you get there on 15, there ain't nobody there, and you're going, you're flying and everybody's flying. Cruise control. It's set. It's set. It's set. And it keeps you at that speed. Set and keep your mind set on things above. I'm gonna set it. I'm gonna set it. My mind is on cruise control concerning you're my savior, you're my healer, you're my deliverer, you're my provider, you're my all in all, you're the first, the last, the beginning, the end. You're my peace, you're my righteousness, you're my forgiver, you're my baptizer in the Holy Spirit. You're the one who was and is, come on, and is to come. Come on, you're the same yesterday, today, and forever. If you ever did it for them, you'll do it for me. The same God that was with Moses, big Mose God's with me. With me. The same God who moved in Jesus, whoo, you living in me. I got the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. And you're quickening my mortal body right now. I might be getting old on the outside, but I'm getting renewed on the inside. My best days are days ahead. Why? My mind is set, and I'm going to keep it set. My youth is being renewed like the eagles. Come on, somebody. I'm going to be, I can run through a troop and leap over a wall. My best days are days ahead. Come on, come on, everybody. You got to get your mind set and keep it set. This is how 
we worship God with our soul. Our soul doesn't belong to the world. It belongs to God. Come on, bow your head. Would you do it? Father God, we just do that right now.